Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings a wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Not Just Blowing Smoke, coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio Headquarters here in Londonderry, New Hampshire, at the 724 Lounge. Be sure to subscribe to us here on uh, YouTube if you're watching the stream live. If you're listening after the fact on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, or Google, or wherever else you may have found this podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't ever miss a thing. I'm Pastor Padrone. I'm here with my co-hosts, Pat and Dave. And Ooh. tonight is one of my favorite uh, regular episodes that we do during the year. This is our annual short cigar episode uh and this episode focuses on cigars of a uh shorter format um as we get into late fall i can't, i still can't believe that summer is over we're well into fall now and winter's right around the corner most people i know who smoke cigars like to smoke them outside and so this is the time of year where people kind of leave the uh big gigantes and toros and uh, LFD diggers behind and they go for shorter Vitola cigars so that they don't have to freeze their butt off while they're outside enjoying a cigar. And so each of us are smoking a different uh, short cigar tonight and I guess I'll start off talking about mine. Mine is the Intemperance BA Intrigue by Romacraft. It is a Petite Corona 4x46 ring gauge, and it is a very, very tasty Brazilian Araparaca wrapper, uh, one of the most expensive wrappers that are out there by weight, um, an Indonesian binder, and Nicaraguan and Dominican fillers. Um, Pat, what about you? What are you smoking there? So I'm doing the Mi Corita Tricky Chaka 448. So it has a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, a Nicaraguan binder, and then Nicaraguan Dominican filler. Um, I don't know the exact translation to Spanish, but Tricky Chaka is like, I think Saka said like spice bomb, something of that nature. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit different than the other version of the Mi Corita, the core version. Um, it, this is more of a, I want to say a little bit more fuller bodied, <clears throat> but definitely more of a what I would call like an aggressive pepper smoke, which is why I kind of pick it, which we'll do tasting notes in a little bit. But right. Mm. And Dave, I am doing the, uh, my father, Le Bijou, uh, Petit Robusto. Uh, the uh, Le Bijou is French. Or, uh, French? Well, the Jules. The um, Jules. Yep. It is a, uh, it's, the the wrapper is an Ecuadorian uh, Habano uh, Escuro wrapper that's grown. Well, the Habano Escuro wrapper that's grown in Ecuador. Right. Um, and then the binder and fillers are Nicaraguan. Nicaraguan, yes, Nicaraguan, yes. yes. Um, but uh, yeah, it is absolutely amazing. And yours, yours is actually the largest cigar we're smoking tonight. Yeah, it's a, it's a four and a half by fifty. Four and a half by fifty. And uh, Pat's is a little bit bigger than mine. It's four by forty-eight. I'm smoking a four by forty-six. So these are all really legit short cigars, mm -hmm. and we are pairing with it tonight something we haven't done on the show before: a black and tan mm. with the uh, stark pumpkin ale and Guinness on yeah, top, baby. and it gets the name, of course, from being black on the top and tan on the bottom. Yeah, baby. I guess the Guinness floats. Mm. Uh, there you go. Um, last week, we had our big Aladino Halloween 
event. Um, and I thought we'd start off the show kind of by debriefing that and how it went. It was it was a really great time. I, if you weren't here, I, I wish you had been. Uh, we were all dressed up. Elise, uh, one of our bartenders, uh, does professional um, horror makeup. And uh, I was transformed into a very ugly, scary wolf man. Mm, it and, was. Uh, it's very ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. It was wild. Most of the girls were done up as zombies or skeletons. Um, uh, Gianna just had a. She. One of our bartenders is kind of <laughs> can't deal with the horror stuff. So, she, but she she did really good. She had this nice, you know, kind of slit along along her throat, but it was great because she couldn't see it, <laughs> and she wasn't all made up, so she was able to deal with it. You said all the girls like were zombies and skeletons. I think the only skeleton was Sean. So he no no Sean's Bobby was Bobby was a skeleton. Oh, that's right. She was a nightmare before oh, or Christmas. What's his name again? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't I can't remember. But uh, it was it was really that really Halloween good. movies that everybody in the world loves. Yeah, you know we had we had <laughs> smoke machines going. Jack. We had <laughs> it, it was the honestly it was the first time in like twenty years where the amount of man made smoke and cigar smoke actually got to me. <laughs> you know, by the end of the night, I was hacking. So you know, I just. You know, I'm trying to talk to Edgar, who's a rep, but I'm like, so <laughs> what are you doing? Are you okay, Dan? <laughs> Did you smoke the next day? I I I kind of calmed down Saturday, Sunday, uh, and actually yesterday too. My smoking went to a minimum because I just, just needed. No, I, I mean, well, yes, but it it I just needed to cut back and give my lungs a, a chance to clear everything out but more than that it took me about three days to get all the makeup off <laughs> You're you know she you know elise had totally transformed my face and, and and you know with latex and fur and she and she airbrushed my beard so that it was brown and and black and and it looked it looked great, it but let me tell you, it took a lot to get that stuff off. I mean, it only took about twenty minutes to get it on, and I was scrubbing. It took about three showers and you know a couple of Brillo pads to get most of it off, <laughs> and I still wasn't able Scrub to get daddy. all the eyeliner off. That just kind of had to, you know, wear off with my skin. But it was a great it was a great time. It was and very you know exfoliated. I, I, I feel fresh. <laughs> I feel fresh. But you know, you know what? You know what was a big hit was 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 the haunted prize bucket. Yeah, how'd that go? That was that was a lot of fun. People loved reaching into that bucket, and uh, we had this big five gallon uh, bucket that was filled with, uh, uh, well, the brand would be called Orbeez. I don't know if you guys know what that is. They're like these water beads. You put these little beads. Uh, they're like gel beads in water and over time they you know increase their size somewhere between 10 times to 100 times of of what the size of the ball is and so you feel like you're reaching through this bucket of eyeballs and and goopy stuff and you can't see what's in it because we covered the top so you had no idea what was in there and hidden in the bucket were ping pong balls so you had all these really soft squishy things that were all kind of slimy and then you had to be looking around for a, a hard ping pong ball and when you found one you pull it out and the color would determine what aladino swag you got or what prize you got and uh it was it was uh fantastic and you, you here's here's something that was funny though there was one ball in the in each we, we did it downstairs at the retail during the event, and then we brought the bucket up here to the bar and had a different series of prizes, and you'd pay 10 bucks to, to reach in there, and you could, you'd win a beer. You know, everybody won something who, mm -hmm. who, who did it. Oh, that's nice. So you either got a um, uh, Rosemary's Baby um, 
draft pour, a Sam Adams Oktoberfest, or there were a couple of uh, Sam Adams prize packs, which included this really gorgeous Stein. Oh, I'm jealous. Um, and then there was also a bottle of um, uh, Rabbit Hole Rye whiskey that mm. you could win, and a, and a box up here of Aladino Robusto cigars. And downstairs, the big prize was a, a $50 uh, gift certificate to twins. And the funny thing was, both downstairs and up here, the big prize, the $50 gift certificate downstairs, mm -hmm. and the box of cigars up here were drawn on the very first dip into the bucket. And I couldn't believe it. I mean, there's 30 different balls down there, and both times... The very first pull got the number one prize. <laughs> nice, that's awesome. So you know, but it was but it was a good time. We had we had a good time. You had that, it's better than nobody winning it. You know what I mean? You had that bucket on your lap too, didn't you? No, <laughs> no. That you're thinking of Sean. Uh, no, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had we had a really good time, and uh, um, definitely look forward to doing it again. You know, we we transformed the lounge too with uh, lights and and uh, all sorts of uh, creepy Halloween decorations so between the smoke that came out as like fog on the ground and the the natural smoke of smoking cigars in the air the place looked great it was awesome what did you guys think Pat you were here for that <clears throat> yeah I, I helped out a little bit you know yeah. I, was, I was around it was good I think um it was the first event in a while that we've had where do you wanna put like, it on the, the TV? largest success not, was everything's perfect. Like, so I want to see. I want to do a stress test. Like, experiencing the event, mm. you know, it wasn't necessarily. Oh, like, you don't know how to get it on there. Buy out the store kind of thing, but mm -hmm. never mind then. You know, like I, it's one of the first times in a while. Everything's that I had running fine. So come up and thank me, mm. just because we put it on. You know, a lot of customers just really enjoyed upstairs that day. Yeah, everybody had a really good time. And it was a great it was a great night here at the bar, which was fantastic. Um, everybody had a it was it was awesome. Um, now that we've had a little bit of a chance to talk about that, and um, we've got some other things coming up at Twins, but the the details aren't firm yet, so I, I won't really talk about them. But uh, has anybody tried the black and tan? And a is it good, and B, how is it going with your cigar? So I waited to touch it until I talked about like the initial yeah light on it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I'll do that real quick, and then as you Please guys wrap do. up, I'll do it. So Please do. yeah, the yeah. cigar itself, which we'll, we'll probably get into this in the discussion today, but mm -hmm. you know, like with these kinds of cigars, like the flavor transitions happen a lot more. Rapidly. Like expedited, yeah, because it's that smaller form factor. Mm -hmm. So, with the tricky chocolate, like right off the light, you get like a really—I'm gonna call it aggressive, but I like that kind of stuff. But if you're like a you know a mild cigar smoker, aggressive, <laughs> you know, you get like on the palate like a really aggressive like black pepper, like dark leather, like rugged earth, and then like the wrapper when it's like in your mouth when you're drawing, kind of leaves like a little bit of a sweetness, kind of on the tip of the tongue, mm -hmm. and then through the finish. That sweetness kind of comes and like that pepper turns into more of like a subdued like Cajun pepper, like a red pepper. And then that leather, uh, leathery note kind of goes. You do get a little bit of kind of creamy cedar that kind of just underlines in there. So, mm -hmm. but then right after you do the first inch of the cigar or even before then, like that, those kind of aggressive flavors kind of subdue a little bit and kind of brings out more of that sweetness from the Connecticut broadleaf wrapper and... Mm -hmm. You know, a little bit more of a mild leather, mild earth, but it gets a little more complex. It can kind of pick up a little bit of like, I'm not going to call it, I'll get back to me on it. I'll wait to see if the drink brings it out. But there's something else there that kind of comes out. I have to kind of, you still have to kind of think. Yeah. Okay. Dave, how about you? What are you picking up off your uh, cigar? Well, my like, petite Robusto Jewel here is uh, you get a, a burst of pepper um, and uh, right off the light. Uh, it's got this creamy earth leathery mix with like pepper in it um for the draw in the the on the palate i get like this creamy pepper that's mm. left um i haven't really uh with the with the pairing 
I like it. Mm-hmm. The um, the I haven't really noticed any difference with the pairing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the pairing, I mean, so we'll see. I haven't really picked anything out yet. Mm. But well, one of the things I love about the um, BA series of the uh, Intemperance line from Roma Craft is that Brazilian Araparaca rapper. It's one of my favorite rappers <clears throat> out there. You've got this n- nice, dark, earthy um, rapper that has some, you know, really dark coffee notes to it, really dark cocoa notes to it. But it's got this kind of black grape-like sweetness to it. And I really dig that. It, there's a lot of flavor going on in the wrapper. And with a format uh, uh, that's this uh, small of a ring gauge, you really get a lot of, you really get more of that than you do for other sizes um, in the line. And there's a, a little bit of pepper with this. It's it's not a whole lot, but it's nice, full-bodied flavor, and it's a <clears throat> medium, maybe medium-plus cigar, but uh, the burn is great. Yeah, it's one of these cigars that's, and I find this is true with most of the shorter format things, it's very good to just kind of sip at it. You know, if you take long drags on a short cigar like this, it's gone, <laughs> you know, in all of five minutes. So to really enjoy it, you just kind of slowly sip at it and you get that really intense flavor on your palate. It's really, really good. Yeah, that flavor I was kind of touching on. I'm, I'm going to just say it's kind of like a like a mineral salt that kind of comes out. Mm-hmm. And the drink definitely, because <clears throat> the pumpkin, it's... And for pumpkin beer, like, Stark isn't really a sweet pumpkin beer. It's really, like, right. just pumpkin. It's not, like, really artificially tasting. So that kind of puts, like, a baker's spice kind of note in the profile. And for whatever reason, like, it, it's kind of, like, makes kind of, like, a ginger kind of sweetness on the palate. Mm-hmm. But then, like, that like yeah. mineral salt kind of comes out more from my mm. cigar. <clears throat> yeah, it definitely getting that ginger. It brings out a lot more earth in yeah. my cigar. Same with a mine. A lot of the sweetness goes away, um, which is something I really like in the Araparaca. But uh, that earthiness and pepper is increased. Um, but the, the the kind of dark coffee notes in this really go well with the pumpkin, too. Surprise, surprise. Yep. Everybody loves their pumpkin spice coffee, except me. But There's uh usually a little peppercorn that goes with this too, and I feel like that's kind of gone. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things about, like, pretty much any of my father. I feel like they always have, like, a little note of peppercorn. Yeah, um, my fathers typically have this kind of like a like a lemon pepper yeah. kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. I don't think it matters what cigar it is. Yeah, no, it <laughs> or doesn't. Or what line very, it is. Oh, it's, it's lemon pepper. It must be my father. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like their, their trademark thing. Yeah. yeah. But the... um um it really brings out the earths and leathers uh the creaminess is still there the pepper dies down a little bit mm-hmm. um which is nice if you retrohale after a big draw mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you won't you won't be crying yeah um but the uh no the drink is really pleasant with it mm. um now dave this would be a good time for you to introduce your topic for tonight mm, yeah um Which is <laughs> whether uh, whether or not it's actually you know worth it um, to to get um, you know like why buy uh, you know a cigar for like uh, eight or nine dollars or or seven dollars for like a short uh, short cigar versus you know something that's like maybe just a little bit more um, for double the size for double the size you know um, and. For me personally, um, I think with a shorter and usually when it's shorter, you get a, a smaller ring gauge. Yeah. Um, and unless I you're think it's a nub. Yeah. Unless you're talking a nub, very true. Um, I, I appreciate the smaller ring gauges a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, for me, it's based on really what I'm in the mood for in time, and that's another component of it. Like you know, if I want to have uh, 
like for instance when i judge a cigar for me it's like the taste that you get out of it and then the the amount of time you get from it because when you're you know the, the, the it's time that you're buying when you get a cigar right you know uh so for me something my favorite cigar for the price point is uh the placencia 6-2 that's two and a half three hours you know a 20 dollar price point and it blows away anything that you could get for 10 bucks or half the price and smoke for an hour mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's just totally perfect um but sometimes i'm i'm literally in the mood for you know something that's only gonna take me like 35 or 40 minutes to smoke so for me it's more of a mood thing mm-hmm. i would have to say i'm not really moved by the price point um you know what's your feeling on that pat i mean <clears throat> what's the do you notice people you know balking at short cigars because it's seven bucks when you can get the larger version of the same cigar for eight bucks yeah i mean like what i notice a lot and this is kind of like the detriment of the smaller cigar is like you have someone that comes in and they'll be pretty transparent saying i have like i want something that's like a 30 45 minute cigar and then i'm like okay and i show them like cigars like what we're smoking tonight and they'll look at that then they'll see like the vitolas next to it like you know like especially in Saka's line yeah you have fairly large vitolas because he, he prefers blending in that larger ring gauge and you know like for instance like from you know the 448 you know like the robusto or the toro is only like you know a dollar dollar and some change more maybe mm-hmm. two dollars more so then they look at it and they say well that well, you know the profile that you just said is great but you know this one they'll pick up the bigger one and then it's like oh i thought you only have like 45 minutes and he's like well yeah but it's only another dollar more for this one and it's like double the cigar and i'm like so i guess like the the, the main part of like the point with Dave I want to drive from, you know, maybe from his experience at Hooksit is like, you know, do people like want to spend an extra dollar just to feel like they have the ability of having a better bargain, but then they put half the cigar down because they yeah. don't have time yeah, for don't it. Don't be thrifty with the cigar. Or <laughs> do you see people that spend the amount of money that they do just to get like the exact amount? Because I see a lot of people that buy those 45 minute cigars that are bigger than the ones I suggested. And I come upstairs and they leave and it's like half the cigar sitting there. So it's like you could have saved that dollar instead of feeling like it was a better bargain and you would have smoked the whole thing opposed to just keeping in the ashtray. One of the one of the conversations I like to have uh, with a new cigar smoker, and this sets it up for later on down the road, mm-hmm. is I'm like, if you smoke a cigar and you like it, generally you want to smoke the smallest ring gauge you can find of that Batola because it's going to make the flavors that you like pop out more mm-hmm. um, because most of what you're tasting is the wrapper and it's right. just math and ratios. So, um, and that's one of the first things I tell people. And so right from there, you know, I try and push them towards the smaller, thinner cigars uh, if they already know something that they like, you know. Um, and uh, I go to 724 a lot because... Uh, you have the, the dog walkers and the WK, this you know the 724, the Factory 57. Uh, it, it that's uh, you've got the great laundress, place. You've you got, got the, the laundress, the you got the lens arrows. You know, it's mm-hmm. it it's it's such a great line to start with, uh, and it's not going to blow anybody out of the water either. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's I that's what that's what I try to do. Uh, so mostly, it hooks it anyways. Most people come in. And they'll um, they'll pretty much buy the size there's going to be smoking for the length of the time that they're there. Right. For the most part. <clears throat> so you don't get anyone that comes in and you show them like the the original Coraline Dog Walker. That's what is it like? Is that like five forty five or something like that? Right. No, it's like almost seven bucks. It's like six eighty. Isn't it six thirty five? I think it's like six thirty. I think it's six thirty. Like the so then yeah. you, you know someone comes in saying like I got to be quick. I have like you know 20 minute 30 minute breaks at work or whatever like i mow the lawn it takes me half hour you show them that cigar then right next to it you have the laundress which is like an inch longer and maybe 60 cents more and then next to that one you have the 724 which is another inch longer maybe another like 30 cents more 
So do you have someone that like now that they told you they had like a strict thirty minute time span? Now I mean, they buy I won't that bigger cigar. I won't say it never happens, but it's very rare. And hooks it. It's very rare. So I would say here that probably happens most of the time, at mm -hmm. least with my experience. Like you bring someone to show them up. You know, like I think that's part of the detriment of like the only negative thing you could say about uh legendary twins is that it's overwhelming. You know, 90% of what you're looking at are big cigars. You know what I mean? When you look around, you see nothing but big cigars. So, and Hookset is a little different because you've got like, you know, they're all like kind of lined up usually from like left to right, small, and then it works its way, you know, works its way in. But um, I think that might be maybe part of it, but. So here it's like if you sell someone, try to get them on like a, just use a dog walker, like right next to it, they see the Asylum 13, that's basically the same price, but it's like <laughs> a billy club. Yeah. Yep, yep. I, and we'll get into that, I think, in, a, in my topic in the, the last half of the show here. But um, what do you think, Pat, about the whole manufacturing of of short cigars and small cigars do you think this is kind of a, a dying thing it's kind of one of those weird things because like again like the american market is the big bulk of the actual like industry like when it comes to sales and consumption and your topic will touch on it but like in america like bigger is better you know so mm -hmm. like you know like Again, like traditional Cuban sizes, like a Robusto was like a 48 gauge. Now, historically, as we learn in the handbook, it's like a 5 by 50, right? Like, right. So everything's gone a little bit bigger. And like now we see Robustos that are like 5 and a quarter by 54 and everything's just getting a little bit bigger. And it's because of that American market, you know? So when it comes to the actual like manufacturing of, you know, like your Petit Coronas, your Rothschilds, like anything below, I would say like a 5 inch cigar i think it's it's not going away but it's definitely not as common like for instance like in kurt's line he has a dog walker representation in half of his brands right like if you go to most other lines you don't really see that right fuente does it to an extent but you know p johnson does a good job with tatuaje having those options also but mm -hmm. you know I, I think that a lot of people aren't looking to make kind of like your time sensitive cigar mm -hmm. and i think a lot of factors kind of go into that too like if you look at like the nature of how a premium cigar is made mm -hmm. it's based on the yield of tobacco and what the size of the tobacco leaf is so when you make one of these like you know any of our cigars like being that smaller ring gauge you're not you didn't just luckily come upon a wrapper leaf that just happened to be this small to roll on the cigar like you're still right. using the four leaf to make these cigars for the most part again like you might be able to kind of manufacturers have ways to kind of have leaf and have it be a whole leaf still but do mm -hmm. it but most of the time you're using more using less of a leaf than what you need for that cigar mm -hmm. and three seconds yeah like you <laughs> you you pay the price still when you buy the petite corona because the manufacturing still goes into it also like when you go to the smaller ring gauge it's actually a harder cigar to actually make because again it's smaller so it's like you look at the you know example of you know the people that sew they have those big wooden needles and they do like those like kind of thread sewings yeah. and you use like the smaller needle it's a little bit more finesse to do it the same thing with cigars like it's smaller in your hand you have to kind of work it more so and then also like when you're done bunching the cigar you use like a chevetta or like one of the pulleys to like cut like an inch or two of it off so again right. you're still paying for that tobacco but it's obviously not going to be in the product so i think that the current scheme of how things are going you definitely don't see a lot of those smaller ring gauge or smaller size cigars coming out and i think it's because of the american market now if you go to cuba you go internationally cuba still makes these smaller cigars you mm -hmm. know because again when you leave america these smaller ring gauges are more prevalent but when you come into our market which is the bulk of it right it's not really again like why would i buy this when i can go buy an asylum well because this one in my opinion is going to taste better right but most people look at it like from you know like the cost per inch of the cigar right like this cigar here is four inches and it's 
over seven bucks, you're looking at like two bucks an inch. Where if you're buying a Psalm 13, it's like 75 cents an inch. You know, that's how I've met people that think like that. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. I, I meet people like that all the time. It, it's, it's, it's so interesting. You, you're, you're really looking for, you know, what did I get for my money? And, and they're, they're literally looking at the, at the size of the, of the cigar as, as, the best bang proof for the purchase yeah proof of purchase yeah. and you know but i i really think that this mindset where you know when you say i i really need something for half an hour or i'm i'm only going to be able to be outside for 25 minutes before my feet start to get cold you know I, but if you if you're not you know listening to your tobacconist and 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 having that mindset of what is the best cigar for that experience and that time, you know, um, it, it's it, it's just weird to me how people think completely the opposite of that. They, they would rather get a larger format cigar and, like you were saying, Pat, leave more of it behind mm. because the, they think they won that way. And, like, even on the manufacturing level of it, like, with examples, I've like I, I think almost every smaller offering of a cigar, there's more of an intent behind it. Mm -hmm. Like you know, look at the Tatuaje Petit Coronas. You know, they have a closed foot, where the other sizes in those lines, like the Brown Label, like they don't have a closed foot. Like it's like a unique thing that he does for that one cigar. Like right. look at the um, Undercrown Corona, again, that's a little bit bigger than the cigars we're talking about tonight, but again, tweaked blend, double mm -hmm. the hero, stronger cigar. You go to the Aladino number four, like mm -hmm. we talked about last week, stronger right. cigar. Like the, Those smaller cigars have more of a blending intent to them because right. they want, again, like with like this cigar, like I said, like within the first inch, the flavor profile completely changed. It's like they, they put that full experience of that blend into a smaller form factor so really like when you light up a cigar like this mm -hmm. you're expecting it to deliver right off the bat like once you light it up you're right into it you're not there's no like foreplay of the cigar like oh give it an inch to heat up or anything like that like it's mm -hmm. it's immediately hitting you right where it should be and, it, and right. it's bringing you through for that entire duration of like the you know 30 45 minute kind of right. thing so yeah that 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 reminds me of a you know another one of my favorite small vitola cigars the uh padrone 1926 number 35 um a petite corona just just like the, just like this and uh you know where you know where it got its name the number is it number 35 yeah the number 35 you know how it got the 35 it got the 35 because uh jorge padrone smoked it in 35 minutes it was oh, yeah. a 35 minute smoke so they gave it the number 35 <laughs> you know but uh i it's a great cigar if you're looking for something that's really good quality but you're you don't have a whole lot of time for it um that doesn't mean you have to sacrifice you know for something like that mm -hmm. you know and i think you know people people overlook a lot of these really small there's a lot of higher end like what we would call super premium cigars uh like the uh the byron petit poema or the atabe divinos um the new um alfonso number number one um that's a 30 dollar stick but it's really really good you know and it's designed to be you know to have that more powerful uh, impact on your palate and stuff and, and, and be literally a 30 minute, a 30 minute thing. And then like the last topic with like manufacturing that I can mention is like, like I kind of look at it like when you smoke a specific line or brand of a cigar, like there's mm -hmm. kind of a ticket price to smoke it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, every, regardless of the size you're paying for, how it was grown on the field again like when you're growing a tobacco plant you know oh that's going to be a robusto leaf that's going to be a correct no it, yeah. you're, you're paying for the plant you're paying for the labor which again like hundreds of hands touch the cigar right you're paying for the boxing which again is a minute different in the size i mean that some of churchill on a pd corona is going to be a different size but you're paying for the manufacturing of the box the labor right. the stickers you know cellophaning everything 
So when you look at, you know, I'll use Dave's cigar for an example. I, I believe that cigar is like 825, something around that range. Mm -hmm. And again, like the Robusto might be, I think it's like maybe like 950. It's like 75 a dollar more. So like to me, like the ticket price to smoke a Le Beijou is eight bucks. And then mm -hmm. from there, you're paying an extra dollar, two dollars to get the bigger cigar. Right. So, like, when I have people kind of looking at, like, oh, I could spend two bucks more for this cigar than this one. Yeah, but the ticket price is different. Like, if you smoked, again, this is all opinionated. Mm -hmm. The ticket price for your Psalm 13 is less, because in my opinion, it's an inferior cigar. That's just my opinion. But then you have, like, a Le Beijou that's the same price as an Psalm 13, but the ticket price for that one's more, because to me, it's a better product. You get better tobacco, better experience out of it. It's not just a big cigar. Well, you're, and again, pay, you're paying for the aging process. You're paying for the, you know... Mm -hmm. um, you know the quality of the tobacco that's that's used in those things yeah i mean that obviously plays a big part i'm actually surprised you're not smoking a work of art or a read between the lines or i was gonna do short that story but short story is another awesome short cigar that was gonna be it but i'm teasing i'm, I'm gonna tease a little bit of the event coming up i figured mm -hmm. there's gonna be a better time to smoke something from that line so mm. you know Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, Pat know, we, day. We, we are we are in the middle of planning a uh, toast across america event um and the you know we're, we're working on how it's actually going to work and the, the more details i get of course we'll announce it here on the show and in the bar but uh, uh for now all you need to know is it's coming dun, dun, dun. it's coming and whereas last year's event was very much kind of a uh, come and get cigars, knowing that the a portion of the proceeds are going to go to the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation, uh, which is run by the Fuentes and the Newmans, um, we're doing more of an experience event this year. And uh, as the details for that firm up, uh, I will let you know what's going on. Um, <clears throat> You know, one of the things about um, uh, short cigars is that you get to the point where you have the nub quicker than you do with, you know, the larger, the larger sizes. And you know, while we're while we're at it, you know, one of the one of the things that did you bring people, two of those up, Dan? People come. I did. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> one, one of the things that I often hear people talking about, especially with the Roma Craft kind of cigars, is how do you get the bands off these things? And people complain about how they can't pull them off or things like that. It's it's real easy. Here, watch. See that? Yeah. Just put your hands around it and pull it down the cigar. It comes right off. Do that again, I can't. It's not there anymore. <laughs> uh, you, you have one right there in front of you, Dan. You can do well, that, I can. You, I gotta, can do, you gotta wait for I'll it to get up. I, I, I don't know, Dan. I don't know. No, no. All right, no it's fine. No, you can always do it. It's one fine. and done. I think you're a one and done thing. Yeah, one and done. Yep. That's, but uh, um, you know, as it's not quite, it's not quite there yet. But this is my uh, cigar confession for tonight. Oh, here we you go. know, when you lie about um, taking bands off easy, you know, <laughs> a cigar, a cigar. Hey, that's how I do it with intemperance. He's totally right. I don't watch, it, watch it, or we'll talk about Marvel movies again. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you know, there's times like this where I, I know I'm gonna enjoy the cigar long after it gets uncomfortable to hold, and. Uh, what I do, and I'm confessing this, is, you know, I've got my pipe, and I will take the nub, and I will stick it into my pipe, and I will smoke it like that. Mm -hmm. Because you don't let a good cigar go to waste. Now, yep. I know other pipe people worthy. have their own, yet yeah, hashtag pipe, pipe worthy. worthy. Yeah. Other people have their own ways of dealing with nubs. Some people take a little toothpick and jam it in there. Um, we actually sell little two-prong things that you can put into the back of your cigar and and uh, hold it or nub it. I know one guy who takes a matchstick and just breaks breaks off the matchstick and sticks it in the cigar. But what do you guys do when you when you're smoking a cigar that you are really enjoying? It's mm. still smoking. Some cigars you get down here and you're done. You know, mm -hmm. the cigar, you know, the tars and the oils are all building up and the flavor's changing. It's it, it, it's not meant to be smoked all the way down. 
but some cigars you're just enjoying to the point where it gets too hot to hold. What do you guys do with your nubs when you still want to enjoy the cigar, but it's too small to be held between your fingers? Well, you taught me the way, Pastor, and, you know, it's hashtag pipe worthy. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I do all the time. Yeah, because then you don't have to don't have to worry about it. You can just smoke it till it's ash. It's beautiful. Smoke it till it's gone. How about you, Pat? What do you do? We we force you to smoke a pipe on this show, but you don't really do it outside of that. I eat it, Dan. You eat it? I eat it. You eat your nub. Your father's sitting right over there. <laughs> See don't, me eat him. Don't lie to Pastor Padron. You don't eat your nubs. <laughs> What do you do when it gets really hot to hold? Do you do you get it like a little toothpick or something? Do you roach clip it? Yeah, those are those are regular that made like one of these like thin kind of toothpicks that kind of like moist your hand and there's like this little two metal prong. You just mm-hmm. kind of do that with it. You got one of those in your little bag? It's in my cigar box over there. It's over there. Over yep. on that table we're not sitting at. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Very good. Yeah. He's got a little shop over there. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Well, um, we've kind of alluded to this topic, you know, up till now, and, and that is that America is the the country of the, the bigger and better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like the, the big gulp isn't enough. We have to have a super big gulp. You know, I, I remember, um, yeah, 64 ounce I remember, <laughs> you know, a, a while back, um, hosting a, uh, a, um, international student coming over from China. And one of the things we did with her was take her to a seven 11 and got her a super big gulp. And she was like, Oh, I have never seen something so big in my life. And she was just like, she couldn't believe how much liquid was in i mean it was 64 ounces it was half a gallon you know for for 99 cents she couldn't believe it and you you see that effect uh with cigars for the for for instance for the longest time the the number one best-selling size for years of any given cigar was the robusto and those like pat said earlier have been getting bigger and bigger and bigger, wider and wider, longer and longer. Now the number one best-selling uh, size of cigar is the Toro, which is at least six by fifty, and then it kind of gets bigger from there. And so there's this whole perception of you know we want the biggest, the baddest cigar that we can get. You know, Pat has brought up over and over again the Asylum, and you, you can say what you want about that line of cigars, but we can't keep it on the shelf. And more than that, they can't make their cigars fast enough for us to keep it on the shelf. You know, the the thing that really boggles my mind is that their 8 by 80 Asylum 13 is one of the best-selling cigars we have in the store. We have customers who smoke it every day. Every day they come and get one of these things. And they're on they're on back order. You have to order them months in advance if you want to have them on any on any regular basis. But you get these, you know, like the the Brazilian Araparaca, you know, uh, and temperance line here. These little cigars you know, it's a very slow-moving thing, comparatively speaking. You know, and it's it's this retails for us right now around six fifty-seven bucks, and you can get that eight eighty for like what ten, twelve. It's not that much more money. Yeah, it's I not mean, a for lot. like for like less than double what this is, you get a cigar that's like a pound. Yeah, see, I mean, they're they're walking, they're walking right here. We are doing the short cigar episode. We got people walking by with, you know, bats that they're gonna, you know, light up and smoke batons. You can beat people with them and everything. And what is it? What is it with, you know, the American palate not being able to appreciate 
a smaller a smaller version of things. I mean, you think about it in the restaurants too. You know, you you pay a you go to a real high end place, you pay a hundred bucks for a plate, and you get this little piece of food in the middle of a big white plate that's drizzled with you know anjou or something like that and a, a sprig of parsley on it and you're like why am i paying for this i could go down to you know mcdonald's and get 87 big macs and be you know much more but we don't we don't appreciate that uh the smaller format of things why do you why do you think that is i think it's weird because like Typically, when you correlate, like, American culture, everything's fast-paced. Like, you have to get everything done fast and efficiently. So, I think it's kind of funny when it comes to, like, luxury things or, you know, I guess food, luxury, I guess. Not everyone has the ability of having food Mm -hmm. accessible. Like, it's bigger is better, right? Like, when we want to put our money towards something that is, is, uh, I guess, a luxury. Eating's not really a luxury. It's that you have to do it. But, like, it's just weird that, like... Like, like the jet flame lighters, like, you know, butane lighters, jet flames in America, that's the dominant lighter. But if you leave America, it's soft flame, you know, mm-hmm. people, everything's got to be faster in America. But then when it comes to purchasing things, it's bigger is better, right? Yeah. Like cigars, it's got to be bigger. It's like, if you see like a lot of like the businessmen, like you don't have a lot of time to sit for two or three hours mm-hmm. and smoke something. But then when it comes to like this industry, it's better for your buck and people right. smoke it but then again a lot of the times you see half the thing in the ashtray yeah so it goes down to the you think you're getting a bargain but you're not actually getting your other one or two dollars worth out of it if you just bought the petit corona you got your whole thing out of it you know but right it's just weird that i i don't really know why it is it's just i think mm. it's just you know most of the people that i kind of talk to that smoke them it, it's it's uh you know the bang for your buck like i mean my dad had an example from one of his golf tournaments he puts on you know he has a group of friends and they're like trash guys and they're like big wigs in these trash companies and they're you know they made a money basically and he i think was smoking a cigar or something and he was just i think he was talking about asylum to the guy right or you, you mentioned that cigar like the big ones or whatever to him he's like oh yeah that's my that's my favorite cigar you know, my dad thought he was going to say, like, yeah, no, my favorite cigar is, like, you know, something I took from Castro 30 years ago. I paid a grand for it, whatever. But he, he loved these things, you know. And it's it, same point. You know, you have this guy that's basically made of money. He's, like, it's 10 bucks, and it's, look at this thing. <laughs> it's Huge. so funny. Like, we have, we, have, uh, we have these two guys that come in, like, every Monday. Uh, they're both doctors. And uh, one, of them, one of them uh, only smokes Corum's. And that's a $2 cigar, <laughs> you know, and these guys make, you know, at least 250 grand is like, you know, for what they, for what they do. That's like the starting pay for like the, the doctor that they are. And you're just like, why are you smoking a $2 cigar? You know, <laughs> are you still paying off your college debt or something? Like what's, <laughs> what's going on here? You know? Um, but also we have a comment from Resitree. She thinks that Kurt's name for the dog walker is very clever because it's relative to the amount of time the consumer has to smoke the cigar. Yeah, and that was very intentionally done. Mm-hmm. It's it's a 20-minute smoke. You know you've walked the dog long enough. When the cigar's over, you're done. You know? Um, I love those cigars. You know, the I think the... Um, the nineteen the the factory fifty seven is my favorite of of the dog walkers. I tend to be more of a full bodied guy anyway though, but I mean any of those cigars would be great for um a twenty twenty five minute thing, you know, a cup of coffee in the morning. <clears throat> now we've had people on the show, aka past hosts, like Paul Pablo Maduro and Nick uh, Flanagan, aka Nick Oteen. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the wintertime, their smoking habits did not change. They would just put on the, the weatherproof coats yep. and take their dog out for that four, four hour walk or something. And they'll smoke a big full body, full full-length cigar out in the wintertime and you know 
take your Gore-Tex. It, you know, if that's what you want to do, you do you. But, you know, I can't, I, I've done the whole smoking sitting outside in the wintertime on the porch, you know, with buddies. And it, it gets pretty stinking uncomfortable. You know, we, we, we've been real fortunate. The weather's been fantastic the last week. Um, you know, here we are. It's November, and it's still in the upper 60s. It's not really all that cold at night. Um, it's We've been really fortunate. But I've never understood how you can take a, a cigar that's going to take you an hour, hour and a half, two hours to smoke, and sit outside and freeze your little tuchus off and and still enjoy the cigar. I can see going out there for 15, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, maybe 30, and do that and get away with it and like it. But, like, you know, I for me, if I can't feel my toes, I can't enjoy the cigar. So I'm inside. Now, I'm fortunate. I've talked about it on the show many times. I've got my smoking room in the house. I know not everybody is able to, to do that. But let me tell you, I would much rather spend the winter time, even with a short cigar, sitting in front of my fireplace, warming my feet by the fire, smoking that cigar, than standing out there and praying that my toes aren't going to fall off. The Rod says if you have a Jack Russell Terrier is in the Asylum 880, you dog walker. <laughs> <laughs> Those dogs can huff it. Let me tell you, they've got more energy than, geez, it's amazing. I'm glad Rod's watching. Mm. Yeah, thanks for going and switching over to YouTube, Rod. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let me um, ask you guys a would-you-rather question. Mm, would-you-rather? <clears throat> we all like hanging out here in the lounge. 724 lounge at twins and we've all hung out at other places and stuff like that but would you rather be trying to enjoy your cigar in a lounge that was just too loud or disturbingly quiet hmm This is an easy one for me, so I can go first. Yeah. Quiet. Quiet. Yep. Why is that, Pat? Don't say because you don't like talking, because you do. You talk a lot. I just... <laughs> I, know, I just don't like smoking when it's, like, really loud. I, I mean, I smoke alone all the time, so... I smoke alone. I, I smoke alone by myself. <laughs> like... During the day when I have a cigar, I'm usually by myself or I'm at home. So, like, mm -hmm. I'd rather just be quiet. Like, if it's really, really loud, I can't. It's not enjoyable for me. Where do you smoke when you're at home? Well, usually outside when it's when it's this usually cold out. outside. I, I usually was, resort to the lounge because my, my dad's built different, you know. I'm already wearing, <laughs> like... Yeah, I'm already wearing, like, two layers right now. I think 50s is freezing, so... I mean, I, yeah, so when I, during the day when it's nice out and, like, my dad's working and there's no one with me, it's quiet. So I'd rather it be quiet than, mm -hmm. like, having a speaker above your head. You can't hear it. It causes everyone to yell. You, you know, eh, I don't like it. Mm. Dave, too loud or too quiet? Which would you rather? <sighs> For me, that, I, I, don't, I couldn't, I don't I'm know if I could anyway, choose one. So it's really yeah. six or one half dozen the other. It really is, you know? <laughs> you know, it's all. Hey, yo, Bablo. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if if it's loud, you know, I mean, if I'm by myself and not with friends, I'd okay. rather be quiet. If I'm with friends, I could care less how loud it is. You know what I mean? Because then that's just... So you don't care how loud the place is No. if you're with people. If I'm with people. If I'm, like, you know, part of a discussion and, you know... Well, how can you be having it. a discussion if it's too loud? Well, yeah, you shout. So, <laughs> so you, you you contribute to the problem. Yes, I contribute. Well, is it a problem? <laughs> you know, we're all having a good time. So you know the uh, but you know if I was by myself, I'd prefer to be in a place that's quiet. You mm -hmm. know, but uh, you know, that's my two cents. <clears throat> what about yourself, Pastor? Uh, I have experienced it both ways, um, and I think it's 
I'm kind of like Pat in, the, in this. I'm I'm very contemplative. Um, I'm actually much more of an introvert, you know, introvert in personality. Um, and so you would think that the the quiet, the disturbingly quiet, wouldn't be that much of a problem for me. But I I find that to be problematic. If it's too quiet. I get really self-conscious about what's going on, and you know I, it, that bothers me. So I I would rather be in a place that was a little too loud or even way too loud, mm. because I just don't want to feel that awkwardness of, you know, every little sound you make reverberates around the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Mm -hmm. You know, like. I'll, I'll do it for you in just a few minutes. Just put your, put your hand around it. I'm still waiting for you to take that wrapper oh. off, Dan. I'm still enjoying my first cigar here. You don't have to light it. I'm just <laughs> Hashtag. It, you I don't, have do to, I, do like, I have a second cigar? It's No, I bought this for myself. It wasn't oh. like we bought... You just you, know. you just touched it. Take the band off. No, it, it, it just like any if other... It's so easy to do, Jack. Just like anything else, any other cigar, you wait until... You can put it back the on. Heat, the heat is loosening up the... The mm -hmm. glue on the wrapper. Right, don't don't you, take it off before it's lit. You, you left you know, that part don't, out. Don't yeah. do that. You know. Honey, you, you want to see it? Yeah, I want to see it. You want to see it? No, Roma crap. You so bad. I mean, come on. The bands come right off, right? No, it's gonna be on there until it gets hot. I bet you try peeling it off. That's when you cause problems. You don't do that. Don't wait. Wait until it's got some love. It's the crap. Can't just once, jump right in there. You gotta warm it up. Once it heats up. Once you're about. A quarter inch away from the band, it's gonna be warm enough where the band will just slide right off and slide it toward the lit end. You're not gonna burn yourself. Just do it real quick. Slide it right off. That's how it goes. Mm -hmm. Take the other band off the head end, though. I'm gonna enjoy my, you know, hashtag pipe worthy intrigue right now. Just I don't know. Roma Craft has some pretty uh, frisky bands to take off. They do. They do. Now, <clears throat> what's what's the uh, final verdict on the uh, short cigars we've been smoking tonight? Mm. I love, I love the I creamy, love I love the creamy I love the creaminess of the cigars. You know, the creaminess of the smoke on the palate, the pepper. I mm -hmm. love the 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 lemon zesty peppercorn that you get mm -hmm. with it. Um, the uh, the only detriment was is that the pairing. Kind of took away a little bit of that, a lot of that uh, mm -hmm. lemon peppercorn left me with just pepper and earth. Um, so for me, the pairing was just like okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, it'd be, you know, if you were in a loud environment, <laughs> it probably would be fine because you really wouldn't be focusing on too much on. Let your me cigar. let me ask you an, uh, another question. Mm. What did you think of the black and tan? I thought the black and tan was pretty good. It's a, have you had black and tan before? Uh, yes, this but without a first, pumpkin ale. This is my you know, first it's, black it's, and tan. It's different. Never had a black and it's tan different before. with a pumpkin ale. Yeah, yeah. So this is. Is it, it still it's, good? It's it's still good. I'd I'd prefer a regular black and tan, but yeah, the, the, not a big pumpkin. You're not person. a big pumpkin person. No, I thought pumpkin pie was like one of your favorite things. Pumpkin pie. Yeah, that's pumpkin. That's, it's that's, it's that's like pumpkin, very pumpkin. Pumpkin and nothing else. You know, you know. Stop. So you like your pumpkin. I you like just pumpkin. don't want it in other things. Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. Like pumpkin seeds are like, you know, that's like the best thing ever. Pumpkin seeds are great. Oh. I love roasted pumpkin yeah. seeds. Patio? Patio, patio, my boy. Oh, uh, yeah. The Mikorita definitely like Stroke again. your knee a little bit the, more. Yes. Yeah. Grab the bulge. Do, do, you have the spooky... <laughs> do, you, do you have the spooky bucket? Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, so like most of the time when I smoke like the smaller format of any line, I typically find it to be better. You know, the Excasos, I would say, mm -hmm. is the exception that we've had on the show. But yeah, usually I'm always impressed with it. Again, like the Me Creator Tricky Chaka, they they have a I don't know what he calls it, but the the Corona, like it's kind of a long Corona. You don't know what I'm talking about. The the six forty eight. Yeah, it, it it it's it's like a Corona. Yeah. But um, Osaka's Corona, I guess. 
But that's the one I usually smoke, but I feel like when I do the, the 448, I get everything I like in that cigar in like a briefer period of time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a little bit, it pops a little bit more. So, yeah, I, I have nothing bad to say about it, you know. But mm -hmm. And then even, I, I've started up the uh, Le Beijou Petit Robusto. And again, out of all the Le Beijous, I know the Torpedo is the one that everyone goes after because it got cigar of the year and what was it 2014 something like that <laughs> yeah. but yeah, eight years ago it got cigar of the year and everybody still wants it yeah yeah but um i, I think it's the, a good cigar the, the petit robusto i think Do you know why it. they attached the 1922 to it because i wasn't able to find anything on that i'm gonna guess it was um probably not when the company started because he came out of cuba so Maybe it's his birthday. I think it was his birth year. Yes. I'm gonna guess it's his birthday. But anyway, like I think the Petit Robusto is the best. I would say the Judge. I have a I have a kind of a bias too because again law school. But I think the Petit Robusto, <laughs> Le Beijou is like the, the the best my father's cigar. Mm. And I, I think it's the form factor. It smokes differently. Mm. It's, it's it's the the flavors come out more like. That pepine spice you get mm -hmm. in every My Father, I think, is more pronounced on it. Again, if you don't like in-your-face aggression, then mm -hmm. don't do it. But if you're like a seasoned smoker or you like those kind of invasive spice flavors like I do, then, you know, like, this is it. Yeah. I think it's the best expression of Well, I've gotten father. over an hour of this and uh, about halfway done. That's not yep. bad. Yep, you know, I'm still smoking mine, and this was only four inches. I'm still uh, enjoying, it. and the burn has been great. Mm -hmm. I mean, have you seen the ash on on this thing the whole time? I had a really awesome ash going, and then it you know fell onto the floor. I, I rarely <laughs> find that like smaller ring gauge cigars have burn issues. Have burn issues? I rarely find that they oh, do. Oh, rarely, rarely. Like, rarely. you might get, like, a tight... Gonna, like you said, it's the better rollers who are making them. So. Yeah, like, I think sometimes you get a tighter draw, you mm -hmm. know, but depending on, like, again, like, the more mass-produced, smaller, like, ring gauge especially, maybe you can kind of run into that problem, but right. I, I think... I don't think I can pick out a cigar I've had recently that has had bad construction that's been, like, mm. below a 50 gauge, to be honest with you. Like, I, I don't think I... Yeah, I don't think I can say one right now. Well, the intrigue here has been fantastic. It's very consistent all the way down. Those flavors I talked about at the beginning, those kind of dark coffee, earthy pepper notes that have that sweet kind of black grape kind of sweetness to it. That's what you get all the way uh, down the cigar. It's very consistent. <coughs> it doesn't really cool off doesn't really heat up either the the flavors are very consistent all the way down and um even you know getting down to the last little bits of this the cigar is very very enjoyable i really really like it my favorite vitola in this line is the size up the avarice which is i believe a half an inch longer and it's a 50 ring gauge mm. But um, this has always been a really, really big favorite of mine for a short cigar, something for 30 minutes. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes. Yes. Um, be sure that you hit that subscribe button on YouTube if you're streaming live. Please do ring the bell. Or bell. if you're ring listening it. after the fact on Podbean or Spotify, iTunes, Google, Wherever else you get the podcast from, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss a thing. Stay Next week, goodness. we are going to be joined by Adam Nigerian mm. from Altidus, nice. and we are going to be smoking the Romeo and Julieta Nicaraguan Toro. It's always good to have Adam on the show. Yeah, yeah. good guy. He's always he's always good on the show. Mm -hmm. yeah. Usually brings good booze, too. Usually does, but I don't think there will be a need for it. Yes. We are we're in the hometown here, yeah. since we're up at the lounge. And I want to thank the audience. We have these two gentlemen at the end of the lounge that support us every week trying out the cigars we smoke. So thank you. Yeah, thank you very much for listening to us and everything. Um, we will be back next week, next Tuesday, 8 o'clock, with Adam from Altidus. You're not going to want to miss that episode. Thanks for being with us tonight. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke. 
the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at NotJustBlowingSmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down.